The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. What do you do when you get two sports fanatics, one from Massachusetts and one from New York, and you put them in the same room? Well, it's time again for another episode of WTBR Sports Talk, exclusively heard right here on 89.7 WTBR. Give us a call right now, 413-445-5943 on Sports Talk Party on a Tuesday. Let's go! everybody how are you today i'm cold <laughs> welcome to another edition of wtbr sports talk robbie zucker with you and sean cronin on vacation uh, down in north carolina hopefully we'll hear from sean so much to talk about with you four four five five nine four three area code four one three four four five five nine four three what a crazy weekend. Hope everybody had a great Passover weekend, Easter weekend. Uh, I'm still going with Passover. <laughs> Sucking down the matzah for another five days. I'll tell you, you know, it ain't easy being a Jew, you know? <laughs> so, you know, you guys got Easter. It's one day. Thank God, right? <laughs> anyway, four four five five nine four three. Well, I got to start off with the most embarrassing thing right now, and that's the New York Yankees. I mean, I know that's early, it's April, they're 5-5, five and five. everybody's 5-5 five and five or 6-4 and four in the division, and you look around Major League Baseball, and the records are lousy, except for the uh, National League West, you got the Dodgers and the Giants, and uh, you know Colorado even doing well right now, so those teams you know are going to be pretty good. Colorado, a little bit of a surprise, but certainly the Dodgers and the Giants, and like everybody's at 500, but I got to start with the Yankees. I am sick and I am tired of the New York Yankees, specifically a couple of people, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. You lose two out of three to the Baltimore Orioles, a team that lost 110 games last year. Some of these statistics will blow your mind, I have to tell you. But I mean, it's just ridiculous. First of all, let's talk about the manager, Aaron Boone, for a moment, okay? Let's talk about Jackie Robinson Day, okay? One of the most celebrated days in all of baseball. April 15th, 1947, Jackie Robinson breaks the color barrier into Major League Baseball. And Aaron Judge is sitting on his rear end. And Boone goes, 
Well, we thought about it, but uh, we this is what we had planned. You gotta be kidding! If I'm judge, I'm walking. I'm going. Hey, 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 Skip! I want to be in today. You're putting me. In. Do you think if Judge asked him that he wouldn't be in? Of course he would be. Absolutely ridiculous. It starts with Chapman and his nonsense in game one. Puts him in in the ninth inning. Got the bases loaded. <laughs> Makes Cedric Mullins look terrible. Next guy comes up. Gets an 0-2 count. Throws four straight balls. The last one was a ball. I'm sorry, Aaron Boone. And Boone's sitting there arguing in the dugout. And after he's given excuses, I'm so sick and tired of his lollipop and his, you know, his just his soft answers. Aren't you sick of the rosy responses? Don't you want him to say, we stink? Don't you want him to say, he's not going to say that after 10 games, obviously. But isn't it the same old song and dance, runners in scoring position, the inability to situationally hit, the lack of athleticism, the additions of Connor Falefa and, and Donaldson have been a disaster so far. Okay, let's give him time. Let's give him time, okay? I know Gary Sanchez has been doing pretty well for Minnesota. Do I want Sanchez behind the plate? Uh, you know, Gary Sanchez is catching for the New York Yankees behind the plate? No. Now we have pitch framers. Oh, wow. Well, Trevino can pitch frame, and so can Higashioka. Higashioka's hitting 091. How'd you like Glaber the other day? Bunting. Glaber's bunting because he's so poor right now. He doesn't know where he's coming from. This is so sad. Here's this kid. Hit 38 home runs one year. I got obsessed with it. Every time he comes up, he's trying to hit a home run. This team has nine guys for eight positions. You figure it out. LeMayu sitting a couple of times. And yesterday, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Not yesterday, but Sunday, Rizzo is sitting. And they're like, well, we wanted to give him a day off. You have a day off Monday, Aaron Boone. What is your problem? Oh, we have to have an all-right-handed lineup. Why? This is the Baltimore Orioles. And Nestor Cortez is striking out people like he looks like Roger Clemens out there. He's got 12 strikeouts over like five innings, six innings. God forbid that Aaron Boone can actually let somebody go more past the fifth inning. God forbid, right? Got to burn your bullpen out in April there, Aaron. Just, well, we got to bring in the bullpen. We got to bring it in. This guy is so systematically formulated to analytics, it makes me sick to my stomach. Does this guy have a pulse? Does this guy have a pulse? Yankee fans, want to hear from you. 413-445-5943. It is becoming absolutely ridiculous. Listen to these stats. I want to read these stats to you, okay? This is, their, this is their run totals in all the games so far. 6, 4, 3, 0, 4, 4, 3, 1, 5, 0. They scored th- 30 runs in 10 games. In this particular game, I mean, it's just an absolute joke. Yesterday, being shut up by the Orioles, 5 nothing. Six runs in the series, okay? An OPS of 298, a slugging percentage of 284, and 30 strikeouts. Why is Rizzo sitting when you have a day off the next day? I don't understand it. Somebody please explain this nonsense to me because I don't get it. 413-445-5943. Let's talk about this as well. Let's talk about Cashman. You wanted to make the team more athletic, so what did you do? He gave away Gio Rochelle, okay, a gold glove third baseman. Granted, he doesn't have the greatest on-base percentage, but he was a clutch hitter, a guy that will occasionally make contact. Most of the time, he will make contact. Gets a clutch hit. Okay, and he got back Donaldson, and he got back kind of Falafa. Kind of Falafa is really a third baseman last year, won a gold glove. There's a reason why the Texas Rangers went out and signed Corey Seager. There's a reason why the Texas Rangers went out and got Marcus Simeon, because kind of Falafa is not an everyday player, Brian Cashman. He's not an everyday player. It's exactly the reason why. So let's hear from you. We got a call right now, so let's go to our first call of the day. 
All right, you know, WTBR Sports Talk. Hello, who am I speaking with? Hello? Hello, Cole, you're on the air. Ralph? Hello? I can't hear you right now. No, I can't hear you right now. Hang on, you have to call. You know what, might, might, might have to call back, so um, try, try me back in a second, okay? All right. All right, 413-445-5943. That was Ralph just checking in for some reason. I had a little trouble here with my with my microphone but this is getting ridiculous though folks i mean when is when is when is this organization going to wake up and realize that this team needs some team speed who's your leadoff fitter you got 40 million lines. do you know boone has not played the same lineup the same lineup for the entire season and tonight they go up against the tigers oh we're gonna go and beat the tigers garrett cole starting tonight and now let's see if garrett cole can actually beat garrett cole and not give up a home run in the first inning the pitching for the most part has been really good it's a good staff. The bullpen is really good, except for Chapman's, uh, you know, theatrics all the time with him and his control issues. But they have probably the best bullpen in baseball when everything's going right. And they have a really damn good pitching staff. If God forbid any of these guys could score some runs. Oh, let's see what the switch hitter, you know, let's see what, who's the leadoff hitter of the day. Who's the bench warmer of the day? You got nine guys playing eight positions. Who's going to sit today? That's the new thing, the bench warm of the day. And it's become absolutely ridiculous. And it has. 413-445-5943. Uh, Ralph, he was just on. We just had a little bit of a technical problem with the call. So, if Ralph, if you'll call back, I'll be more than happy to uh, pick up the phone there, buddy. So, uh, seemed to be an issue for a second. So, hopefully we have everything straightened out with our phone lines now. Right here at 10 minutes after, right here on a Tuesday morning. What a cold day, huh? I woke up. There's snow on the ground. There's supposed to be snow in the forecast. As <laughs> people sure this is the middle of April? It is in the Berkshires for you. But uh, anyway, it's just become absolutely intolerable. Watching the Yankees has been an absolute joke. And we can talk about so many things. We can talk about, you know, Jackie Robinson Day and Judge getting the day off. We can talk about Rizzo getting the day off. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. How in the world do you not play Aaron Judge and Jackie Robinson? And like I said, how in the world does he not call up and knock on the door of his skipper and say, I'm in today. You are playing me. Absolutely embarrassing. I mean, it's just ridiculous. She scored six runs against the Baltimore Orioles in three games, a team that lost 110 games last year. Yankee fans want to hear from you. 413-445-5943 right here on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> I know, I'm just getting going, right? Unbelievable. But, I mean, it's just ridiculous to watch. It really is. The approaches are terrible. I mean, there's so many things you could talk about with this team and, and the inability to get runners over. How about Glaber trying to bunt? Glaber has been so bad, so he tries to bunt the other day in the ballgame. Okay, I give him credit for sacrificing himself, knowing that he's not doing too well. But who look, <laughs> look who he's bunting, and look who's hitting behind him. Kyle Agashioka hitting 091. But we have pitch framers now, guys. We don't have Gary Sanchez. At least Gary Sanchez would bang a home run once in a while. Now we have pitch framers. We're so obsessed with pitch framing now. Oh, pitch framing. What are we going to do? It's just, it's, it's just completely out of control. It really is. So, the Red Sox. They're 5-5. Five and five. They lost yesterday on Patriots Day 8-3 to three to Mini Minihana, to Minnesota. And uh, to Rich Hill. Does anybody, if you're a Red Sox fan, do you believe in Rich Hill? What is he, 49 years old already? <laughs> like, come on. This is your back end of your bullpen, excuse me, the back end of your starting rotation. Michael Waka with his 5.5 ERA 
And then you have Rich Hill, who's you know over the over 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 the hill, older than the you know. The, I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous how they bring these guys back. I would rather see if I was a Red Sox fan, I would rather see the Red Sox keep bringing up young young starters and starting young pitchers and so forth. But I don't worry too much about core and the Red Sox. They'll be scoring runs and stuff. This division's going to be competitive. Look, the Yankees, they're going to win their share of games and they're going to beat up on the bad teams. And sometimes they don't beat up on the bad teams. The question for me is last year, if you look at last year, if you look at their run output last year, only Seattle, Baltimore, uh, Kansas City, uh, one more team. Those teams had less runs scored than the New York Yankees. I mean, that's just pathetic. How do you take $250 million and screw it up this much, Brian Cashman, honestly? How do you take $250 million? And what did you do? Did you make this team any more athletic? How come the Mets are sailing along at 7-3 right now, even with DeGrom hurt, right? The Mets have been outstanding. The pitching's been great. You know, Buck hasn't been going that long with the starters. Maybe Buck's getting a little caught up too much in the analytic nonsense. But the thing is that they got Buck. We got Schmuck. That's the big difference. 4-4-5-5-9-4-3. That's the difference. Don't you trust Buck Showalter if you're a Met fan to do the right thing? I know he took pitchers out early and so forth, and you know the Mets lost a terrible game the other day, but for the most part, they're seven and three, and they're doing well. And they have a lineup with speed at the top of the lineup. Sterling Marte can run. Brendan Nemo can run. They got guys that are table setters, you know, for the for you know for the you know for the big boppers in that lineup. Now they're not that many. Pete Alonso obviously has been the big one. You know, Dom Smith's got power. JD's got power. They got some guys in that in that lineup that can pop him out. But I mean, aren't you more secure with a guy like Buck Showalter than with Aaron Boone and his excuses? Aaron Boone's nothing but a puppet anyway. But come on, man. Sometimes you got to be your own man for crying out loud. And this analytics department, obviously, whatever analytics the Yankees are using, it's not it's not working. I mean, just hit the damn baseball. All this analytics. Stop thinking about all this stuff. Stop pre-planning all this nonsense. Just stop pre-planning everything. You know, that's the difference. If they would stop pre-planning, just baseball is a spontaneous game. It's a game that is, you know, extemporaneous and beautiful. Thank God the shift is going next year. Who hates the shift more than I do? I got people calling up saying, well, they should keep the shift. Guys should hit the other way. Of course they should, but they're not. But from an aesthetic point of view, how ridiculous does it look? How ridiculous does it look when you see three guys on one side or four guys in the outfield? Doesn't it look stupid? It's not really baseball. Why don't we just line up the quarterback behind the left guard instead of the center? Why don't we line them up behind the right tackle, for crying out loud? It just aesthetically is very unpleasing to the eye. 413-445-5943. Robbie Zuccarini on Sports Talk. We got our first caller. Let's go back to the phones and see if this works, okay? Good morning, you're on WTBR Sports Talk. Ralph, you there? I'm 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 not I'm not hearing you in my headset for some reason. I don't know why. I I, I don't know why I'm not getting you. Maybe Jeff is in 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 uh, inside can help me technically because I'm trying to figure out where you are here. I got your I got your volume up. I got my volume up, and I I'm I I, I can barely hear you. I can barely hear. I'm still having trouble with the phone lines this morning. Unfortunately, I don't know what's going on with it, but I'm I'm looking to see. I'm looking to see what's going on here. Hello, hello. No, it's just not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not able to hear you right now. I don't know what's going on. I can barely hear you, so I'm trying to figure out what's going on. You there? Hello, Ralph. I don't think he's there anymore. So 
Yeah, I'm just I'm not getting volume through the through here. Technical problems right here on a Tuesday morning. What are you going to do? Thank you, Bob Heck, for trying to come in here and take care of the phone lines here. Let's try to go back again. I don't know what's happening here, so um, I'm not really sure. Sorry about that. I don't seem to be able to get uh, any phone calls going through right now. So uh, 17 minutes after, we're just going to take a break right now. We'll be back after, see what's going on with our phone lines, and then we'll be back right here with more WTBR Sports Talk. Diabetes is a killer. After I was diagnosed, I had no pain. I didn't feel sick, so I didn't listen to my doctor. Then it struck. I had a heart attack, then a stroke, and I was only 49. If only I'd known. If only I'd listened. People with diabetes are two to four times more likely to suffer a stroke than people without diabetes. And many who survive are severely disabled. You can reduce your risk of stroke by lowering your blood sugar, blood pressure, and cholesterol. You should also talk to your healthcare provider about taking aspirin. And if you smoke, get help to quit. To learn more about reducing your risk of stroke, Call 1-800-DIABETES for your free diabetes survival guide. It's not too late. Don't let diabetes destroy your life. A message from the American Diabetes Association and the American College of Cardiology. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? While Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock on Bristol County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you Rob, can hours of life. Yeah, Robbie, uh, you got me? Yeah, I got you now. Okay, I'll, I'll get you on the air in a sec, okay? Just hang on. Okay, okay. Thanks, okay thanks, buddy. Thanks, for, thanks for putting up with us. Start walking. All right, you got me. You got me. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association START program, visit heart.org start. You guys rock. WTBR. Yeah. 
Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk. Uh, we got Ralphie on there. There you go, brother. You're on now. <laughs> hey, hey, Robbie, what's happening? I thought the paramedics came to get you. Yeah, they did. Something. They did. Sean came in and Bob came in. It was like an alert. Everybody came in. Yeah, there was a little problem with the board. So, you know, it's like uh, I'm looking around. I'm looking at both the programming side of the board. I'm going, okay, something's not right here. But uh, anyway, it worked out for the best. So, uh, anyway, um, so uh, how you doing, man? Well, I'm I'm okay. The the fact is, the Yankees aren't okay. No, I know. I just wanted to go off. I couldn't wait to go off. I mean, I went off on my buddy Keith McPherson's show the other night, who actually does a pretty good job. And then I, I was off on uh, Danielle's show the other night, and uh, so uh, Mark's show. So yeah, I had my rants and raves on a bunch of different stations, and tried to call the K show yesterday because Michael K and I had it out a couple months ago talking about the athleticism of the Yankees. I said, how can you say this is a more athletic team? Why? Because they got Connor Falafa, Falafo, Falafa. <laughs> It's a station to station to station baseball team. Anybody can see that. It's like watching the Red Sox in the 70s. Remember when they had George Scott and they had those teams that were just so, like, station to station. They had no speed at the top, and every year the Yankees would beat them and score runs, and you'd see Mickey and Willie flying around the base pads. I mean, it's just, they're so boring. They're such a boring watch. It's just ridiculous to watch. They're just so boring and dull. It's the same crap every year with Cashman. I mean, take two. Could you imagine having $250 million and put this team together? I mean, it's just ridiculous. And I, quite frankly, I don't care if Judge walks right now because you can see he's pressing. That, Ralph, that contract thing has to be on his head. It's got to be. He's the only human, you know what I'm saying? When, when, you, when you go out there and turn down a boatload of money and then you have to perform up to that standard, that's a lot of stress. Absolutely. It's ridiculous. He should have taken that contract. He could have been happy as a pig and you know what. And he would have been out there in the outfield doing his thing with nothing on his mind and just play baseball. And I'll tell you honestly, how in the world is Aaron Boone sitting judge on Jackie Robinson Day? Aaron Boone is a complete idiot. I'm, I'm, I'm to prove that Aaron Boone is just a fool, okay? You know, like I said, I, said, I, t- I talked to Tiki Barber yesterday and I said... They got Buck, and we got Schmuck. That's the difference. That's the big difference, okay? <laughs> that's the difference. We got a guy hey, who's you know, such that's a That's a good puppet. line by him. He's not, he's not usually that clever. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was me. No, that's what I said that to him. So, oh, you oh, said oh, I, knew yeah. it, I knew it couldn't be him. Oh, no, that was my line. That was my line. No, that was a very good line by you. Only a Jewish guy would come up with that. <laughs> it was very good. Exactly. Still shoving Mutz up his throat for like... But, 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 but by the way, as your Italian friend, I want to... Uh, your, your Roman Catholic friend, I want to advise you. Okay. It's bad for the, it's bad for the heart to be so, so forlorn because of your team. But I understand everything about it because all you want to do is just see... Is just see good baseball day in and day out. Right. Let me tell you about the Yankees, Rob. That's the kind of a team that doesn't win the playoffs. It's played out that way time and time again, and they don't win for a reason. You know, a timely hit. Right. It's something the Yankees can't produce. Exactly. They're just they're they're, they're just ex- they're just extremely they're an extremely dull watch. And and not, and not only that, but but it's this lineup is just so unathletic. They get on base. It's like how many double plays can you ground into? My God, they're leading the league already in grounding into double plays again. How about putting a runner in motion? I'm sorry. I'm, I know it's not all Boone's fault, but he's just not. They brought him back. Why would you bring this guy back <laughs> to watch this guy for three and a half years? My God, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. I, you know, if you if you saw some exciting baseball, they drop a couple of games. Yeah, you could be you could somewhat you could somewhat live you could live with it somewhat. But you know, baseball is a little bit different. I'll differ with you on this. Yeah. Any team can beat any team at any given day. And forget that it was the Orioles that they're supposed to win. You know that that's not it's not football. 
where the, right. the underdog beats the favorite. It's a big uh, surprise. Sure. But with baseball, it's a little bit different. But if your team underperforms, you know, that's a different story. And this team, if they don't get everything working exactly right, they don't get the three-run homer, they're done. Right. If they don't hit home runs, and they haven't hit home runs, they don't, they don't win. And it's ridiculous. And you see guys just trying to kill the ball. I mean, Glaber Torres is driving me bananas. I love how he bunted the other day to put a phone 91 on Kashioka uh. behind him. I mean, and I can't stand the different batting orders and the different lineups. And who, it might, you know, who's sitting today? This is a nine, nine player, nine players with eight spots. So who's going to sit today? It's like the bench warm of the day is brought to you by, you know, Whatever, it's just hey, the it's fact, become the ridiculous. Fact that Aaron Judge has to actually sit at twenty-something years old, a couple of weeks into the season. What does that tell you about the athlete? It just tells you the uh, it's ridiculous. They're not dedicated to what they're doing. I don't know. There's, it's. I mean, I'm telling you, if I was him on Jackie Robinson Day, I would have been breaking the door down of Aaron Boone and said, "You better let me play, man. You better let me play." How in the world does I mean, he not play? How is Rizzo not player stay? You have a day off today. And Boone's like, well, he wanted to give Rizzo a day off. I'm like, listen, Droopy Dog, you have a day off today. <laughs> Droopy Dog, you have a day off today, Droopy. Well, you take you oh. take the kid to the you take the kid to the ballpark, you tell him about how great Aaron Judge is. Right, and he doesn't and all play. He's doing, all he's doing is getting splinters in his ass, and you you're sitting there waiting for him to, to have a bit, you know, go for a pinch in oh appearance. My God. It's ridiculous. It's, and he did the rest DJ two days. What is DJ resting for? He's their best player. How can you find he, any He kid? is the best player. And, you know, you can bet that he doesn't want to sit down. They force him to sit down. I'm, I'm convinced of that sometimes. How can you find any consistency when you're playing a different lineup every day, a different batting order? I mean, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I remember when I could wake up and say, oh, wow, the Yankees are on tonight. And I knew everybody who was playing. Every position, every mm-hmm. batting position, I just don't I don't understand. We have taken a simple, and it's a simple game. I know it's hard, Ralph. The heart of the mm-hmm. heart. I mean, Ted Williams quoted, the hardest thing to do is to hit a round ball with a round bat. We understand that. Yep. But in terms of just the game itself, you know, and I was telling this to like, I think I said this to Moose the other day when I was talking to him. It's a simple game. It's a bat. It's a ball. It's a glove. In fact, I just started writing again. I'm writing this little novella. It's called A Bat, A Ball, and A Glove. Where have you gone, Cal Ripken? It's about how analytics has just taken away just the fiber of the beauty of the game. We're overthinking this. Put the ball in play. This is overthought to the point of pain. It's a simple game. It's not the NFL. We're not talking about plays and, you know, offensive plays and, you know, writing up all this stuff. We're talking about just a simple game about hitting the ball, running, and fielding. And it's become absolutely ridiculously well, over. I'll, I'll argue with you on yeah, this one yeah. because any sport can be brought down to the sim- that's simplification. That's true. That's true. You know, you could say that basketball, put the ball in the hole, move right, right, the ball, right. move without the ball. See, they, they, over, they overdo with yeah, everything. Yeah, Lombardi. Well, you're right. Lombardi. Nature, yeah, it's the nature of 2022. That's what right, you're going right. to get. But. You know, you know who's going to be a great innovator? The one team or the one organization that says, we're going to play this game the way they used to play. Yeah. We're going to get down to the basics and stick with it and see what happens. You know, I, I brought it up to somebody on that station that we talk about all the time. Yeah. And they said that they're starting to do that. I frankly don't see any evidence of that. I see them doing the same thing in Major League Baseball that they've been doing for years. They just right. they just overanalyze the whole damn thing. Yeah, well, Washington, a few years ago, they won the World Series, came back out of nowhere, and they were probably the least analytical team in the league and happened to win the World Series. And, of course, now the only player you want to watch on that team is Juan Soto. So I'll tell you honestly, I, if I were the Yankees, I would trade Judge Glaber and give him Anthony Volpe and go get Soto to me because I don't know what – Anthony Volpe had a grand slam the other day, by the way, in the minors, so who knows. You know what? 
honestly, this is the honest truth. I would rather take a step backward as a Yankee fan and bring up Peraza, bring up any of these young kids and let them play. That's another thing about this organization. What has Brian Cashman done to develop young players? Every other organization is bringing up players. Every organization. Maybe not so much the Dodgers anymore because the Dodgers have been you know, going crazy with the free agent signings and the trades. But, I mean, a lot of teams are bringing up players. Look at Tampa Bay. Everybody they bring up, 99% most of the time, is successful when they bring them up. Who the hell do the Yankees bring up? I know, all right, Schmidt's up, and, and, you know, Michael King's look pretty good. But those guys, they're being used in relief spots. They're not being used as starters. And can Aaron Boone ever let a guy go more than four innings? You know? Yeah, you're right. I don't know what the protocol is with the Yankees with these, what you have to, what kind of test you have to pass in order to sniff the big leagues. But some of these guys have been hanging around there for quite some time. They need to, to, to get their feet wet in, in the major leagues. It's a whole different ball game, so to speak, you know? Yeah, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's, just, it's really frustrating to, um, to watch from an athletic point of view, from a baseball point of view. I mean, every time they get up, all they do is try to pull the ball. How about taking the damn ball the opposite way for once in their lives? I mean, whatever happened to smart hitting, all these guys do is try to get up and hit home runs. It's enough is enough already. Aaron, Aaron Boone, the ultimate automaton. Oh, God. I'm telling you. The guys like, you know, here, here's, a guy, here's a guy who's a company man down to his core. Poindexter I mean, that's why theorem. they hired him. But you think with a guy with three generations of baseball, the man's grandfather played in the 50s for crying out loud. His dad played when I was growing up. You think he'd have a little mm-hmm. bit more understanding of baseball. You know, about mm-hmm. the simplistic things of baseball. He, he doesn't. He says, and then his press conferences with this rosy attitude. I can't stand it. Well, you know, we're going to get going real soon. It's the same crap every year with this regime. Every year. Well, and they he gave, go, he, who did he give? He gave Hicks. Was it Who did he give a talking to? To Hicks about, day. yeah, to Hicks about trying. You know what, though? Hicks is actually hitting 300, and I like him at the top of the lineup because he's the only guy with speed. I mean, he can get on base. You know, maybe they just need a legitimate guy to get on base and 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 make the defense nervous, make the pitcher nervous a little bit. Look at the Mets. Look at Sterling Marte. You got Nimmo behind him. It's two guys with speed. Get on base from the right side or the left side. I like Nimmo. I like Nimmo. So do I. As a player. Yeah, because he's a higher base percentage guy. Kind of guys anymore. He's he he's a throwback. Yeah, he's an old time faster type player. And 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 how about Marte? I mean, how good would Marte have looked in a Yankee uniform? You get Marte from the right side, Rizzo from the left side. Then you put DJ on third. Then you get Judge fourth and Stan fifth. That's now now you're talking. Now you're talking about table setters. Brian Cashman obviously doesn't believe in guys with speed at the top of the lineup, do you, Brian? You know, it's a joke. Give me give me the one thing you're happy about. (laughs) <laughs> two weeks into the season with the Yankees. One thing that you see that's a positive Nestor, note. I, well, first of all, I love the way Nestor Cortez is pitching. Um, I like the bullpen. The bullpen's good. When the bullpen's healthy and Chapman's not being an idiot, I mean, they're the best bullpen in baseball. They really are. Hands down. It's, 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 you see, the thing that's interesting is a guy like Cashman go out, a guy like Clay Holmes in Pittsburgh, and, and Holmes has been really good. But yet he can't seem to find a starting pitcher, whether it's at the free agent market or yep. it's a trade. Severino looked good. I, I'll have to say that. That's hap- I'm happy about that. Ecstatic about my Rangers. I mean, as far as hockey goes, I'm ecstatic about that. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I can't wait for playoff hockey. I mean, I'm really psyched. And, uh, yeah, I have to ask you a couple of things, though, about – Specifically, I thought that was one of the best endings to a basketball game when the Celtics won the other day that I've seen in many, many years. And I wish I had that put in a time capsule to show you how all five guys touch the ball and the last shot is a lay-in. 
uh, by, by Jason Tatum, and they win at the buzzer. And the look on Kyrie Irving's face, i got to talk to you about Kyrie Irving and his shenanigans. Yep. I mean, it's yep. just ridiculous, giving the finger to the audience. This guy is just ridiculous because you listen to him and you say, wow, this is a really bright guy. You know, he's smart. He speaks well. He's, you know, he, he knows the game. He's a terrific player. He had a 39 points at a terrific fourth quarter. But then he acts like the biggest jerk in the world, you know? It's just, I don't get this guy well, at all. Well, you know, you can be somewhat intelligent and still be childish. Well, he is. He never, he, you can see that you can see he never grew up. Was, you know, his, his abject, uh, you know, disdain for his players, his other his teammates, it comes out when he doesn't get vaxxed. We know that. We went through that. But as far as just um, being so selfish as to start to do that, you're taking the whole attention away from the team aspect. He he wants all the attention on himself. I don't like any kind of player like that. Does does a, does a horrible thing to a team in the long run. It never pays to get a player like that, even as talented as he may be. Yeah, yeah. He's and always a, he's always a detriment. It's going to happen every time with a guy like. And him. the thing is, he and Durant they never seem to have good games together. Durant was nine for twenty four from the field, uh, turned the ball over a lot. And the last play, they played defense, the Celtics, down the stretch of the game. Um, the Nets were down by 15. They came back, took the lead. The last sequence was unbelievable. I mean, the, the Celtics make a great defensive stop, and I'm yelling for a timeout. I'm thinking, oh, man, they're not taking a timeout. And then JB, he passes the ball off out, outside to the three-point line. I'm thinking they're going to take a three-point shot. No, the ball goes back in, and there's Tatum scoring in the last second. And it was just beautiful to watch. I mean, to watch five guys share the ball. I mean, you don't see this that often in the NBA. You really don't. And uh, the Celtics do a pretty, pretty good job, you know, and the coach has done really well for him. So, you know, and, uh, you know, he's... He, well, you know, you mentioned, about the, you mentioned about the Celtics. They work for the best shot they can get. Yeah, And they, actually ended, they actually ended up with a layup. Yeah. What's what's better than that? I know Coach Aduko has been a, been fantastic. He's done a really good job. So, but like I said, you know, Irving had thirty nine points. But uh, you know, the, the interesting thing about that game is that you know it comes down to to one thing, and and that's and that's sharing the basketball. And you don't see that enough in the NBA. And I guarantee you, you know, it's interesting. If they would have taken a timeout, you probably would have seen you know Jason Tatum probably do a one on one thing and a fade back shot, and who knows what it would gone in or not. But uh, just a great ending to, to to a really really fun game. So. Uh, hey, hey, when they when they take that time out to only go one on one, they set up an isolation. Right. That's no. That's no. That's no play. That's right. kind of you know you do that you do that on a rare occasion, but to have that be your your weapon at the end of the game, you know that's that's no innovative play. That's just a. That's just a, That's a, you get your best player and you just see what he can do. That's. Anybody can do that. That doesn't take much imagination. Right, and the Celtics also had 11 more offensive uh, boards, so that they, they had 11 more shots uh, in the game, which really helped down the stretch of the, of the, you know, the game so far. But, uh, yeah, it was just really refreshing. I love the way, you know? I love the way they play basketball. I love the way they play basketball. Yeah, they're more I entertaining. Follow, I don't follow the NBA like I should. No, not me either. From what, you know from that. what I see, you know, I can't watch these games day in and day out. Yeah. But from what I see, they play the game the right way. Well, the play, yeah, they do. I mean, they play defense. You know, a coach has got them playing defense. They share the basketball, and they have really good players. And obviously, Robert Williams isn't playing, and so there's a little bit of a problem with the inside game. I was surprised because Andre Drummond didn't, you know, Andre Drummond's his numbers weren't there, and he's a guy that can play for the Nets inside, and he can exploit the inside game without Robert Williams being there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a really fun ending, and, and I'd love to have that as a, to show young people how to share the basketball, what you can do when you actually look for 
for each other on the on the court. So Whatever. anyway, Robin Williams, Robin Williams may be out for a while. He's got to do a film called Dead Poet Society. <laughs> it's right. He may not be there. It's for Robert. Hey, Williams. But, but you know, they're great here. Whenever I hear these names, that these oh, athletes yes. have to, I love Dead Poet Society. These, these athletes end up oh. with names of other celebrities. It's actually she's the day. Well, it's right. It's, it's, well, it's Robert. It's Robert Williams. But oh, but, oh it's Robert. Oh, it's, yeah, it's Robert. It Robert. No, it's not Robin. I'm but, sorry. But, I don't know the I don't know the player that well. But oh, that's okay. When you, hey, when you when you go when you go to get a um, a guy in the NBA and you see that he's a team guy, man, you got you got his 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 weight is his 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 he's worth his weight in gold. I mean, that's a guy that you want on your team. Absolutely, There's no doubt about it. But Absolutely. you know, one, one more thing, and I'll let you go. Yeah, I'm going to go to a break. I so. just want to, and I want to let the folks know that you're going to appear on my show. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. I'm really I'm really time. psyched. They're really psyched about it. I get to plug them all yeah, my all my, all my shtick. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so. and that's the and folks, that's WPAT. 9:30 a.m.com tonight at 8:30. Yes, I was really, Eastern, I was really know. sad to hear. I was really sad to hear about Gilbert Godfrey dying, and you know, and, and obviously that's one voice that I've done for years. And, and it's you funny, know, I remember uh, about Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, he he had such poor taste. Very funny guy, actually a nice guy. He is real nice guy. One, he comes up here all the time. Thing that he, the, the one thing that he did that you remember the most, I remember the most. Shortly after 9/11. After that horrendous day, he actually started to make jokes about 9-11. Yeah, about, I know. Uh, maybe I know. about a couple of months afterwards. And he got lambasted for that like crazy. Well-deserved A lot of criticism. But let me tell you, aside from that one thing, he would never compromise. He was as dirty and as raunchy. As <laughs> he was. And it didn't matter the audience nah. that he was performing in front of. He was just going to let it fly, no matter what. Pretty much, yeah. He will let it fly, and that's what I liked about him. He, you know, he didn't, he didn't hold back. He said whatever you want to say. You know, that's kind of cool. And the, you know, the persona of the person off, obviously off the stage, is a lot different, and his persona is different. Obviously, the voice and everything else. But yeah, he had a lot of family up here. He used to come up here all the time. So, but uh, yeah, he well, was. It turns he, out he was sick for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he had a problem, with real bad, uh, rare heart thing. So he had that. He had cancer yeah, for quite some yeah. time. Anyway, right, buddy, listen. Yeah, listen, I'm really psyched to be on tonight. I'm psyched, and thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. How's Cindy doing? Yeah, take care of the my calls. I'll, I'll, I'll see you. I will. I'll see, you, I'll see you tonight on the show. You got Thank it, you. buddy. Thanks. All right. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. Ralph checking in with us. Ralph Romeo on his regular Tuesday spot. 413-445-5943. Robbie Zucker on a Tuesday morning review on uh, WTBR Sports Talk. We're going to take a break and come back and uh, talk a little bit more about uh, baseball and uh, get into some hockey, and uh, maybe Sean Cronin will give us a call, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, anyway, We'll be back real soon uh, right here on WTBR Sports Talk. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the Donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Larry Kretka here from Nothing But Old 45s inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music I've ever recorded like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Klein, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM. Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music. Hi, 
My name is Bill Sturgeon. I am the host of WTBR's Morning Drive. We air every weekday morning, 7.30 to 8.30. The goal of my program is to inform, educate, and have a few chuckles along the way. We have wonderful guests, political, arts, actors, musicians, teachers. I look forward for you to listen in or watch us on PCTV. Thank you. PCTV Select is a great way to watch local content without having a cable subscription. You can keep up with the latest of what's going on in your community from anywhere in the world. And it's available for free right now. Watch live events in full HD on your TV, on your computer, or on the go with your mobile device. Or watch our large library of on-demand video programs anytime that's convenient for you. No more waiting until it's on TV. Did we mention it's free? PCTV Select is everywhere you need to be. The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR, I want to thank Ralph Romeo as his usual Tuesday spot. I'll be on tonight on his on his show on WPAT 93 uh, AM about uh, 8.30. So that should be fun with Ralphie. I get to plug all my nonsense and uh, all my voice work. As you might not know, obviously, I am a singer in a large band, Seven Piece, called HB Funk and Company. And we got a few gigs coming up. We're doing a memorial for my late friend Jim Sullivan. That will be on uh, June 11th. And it'll be in Dalton. Um, right on, right on, uh, right on nine, I believe. And that's the, it's not the VFW. What is it called? I'm trying to remember, but I'll get more information about it, but, uh, that'll be interesting. And we'll also be at the, um, Greylock Fairgrounds, uh, the campgrounds actually, uh, on July 9th from six o'clock in the evening to nine o'clock at night. I have a three hour gig to do, so it should be fun. And that's, uh, uh, on July 9th. So that'll be fun. Anyway, talk about the Pittsfield Jazz. Uh, City Jazz Festival, uh, my friend Ed Bride, I just saw his name there, and I guess he was in there with Phil yesterday. And by the way, if you ever want to hear a great show, if you're a jazz person like I am, check out Phil Tierney on Saturday nights. And right after that, there's more jazz that I listened to the other night, and they had some great stuff going. So if you're home on a Saturday night and you're not doing too much, you want to hear some great music, put on Phil at 8 o'clock and just keep it going till about 11, 12 o'clock, and you'll jazz all night. So anyway, the Pittsfield City Jazz Festival, that's the first time I... Went there, I actually met the great late Phil, Phil Woods, who was just a fantastic guy. And so many jazz players I've met over the years have just been super nice. So, uh, But uh, it starts April 23rd to May 1st uh, in downtown Pittsfield. So on April 23rd at 7 p.m., there's a jazz jam at the Mission, which I've also played at, which is really noisy, so hopefully they'll listen. April 27th at 7 p.m., jazz prodigy Ruby Farmer at the Berkshire Antonium, sponsored by the Friends of the Antonium. On April 29th at 7.30 p.m., the George Russell Jr. Trio with vocalist Lydia Harrell. I met George Russell Sr. many years ago. Uh, who was an impresario and a writer and an uh, author and uh, uh, was uh, tremendously influential 
uh, with, with modal music and jazz and so forth and actually introduced Bill Evans to Miles Davis. So that's how Kind of Blue came about with the introduction of George Russell to Miles Davis. I used to do a jazz program many years ago, so uh, forgive me, I'm a big jazz head. And anyway, so uh, that's April 29th, 7.30 p.m., the George Russell Jr. Trio with vocalist Lydia Harrell, and that's at um, uh, the Berkshire Museum on Saturday, April 30th. From 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., you have the Animal Jazz Crawl, sponsored by Pittsfield Cooperative Bank. And Sunday, May 1st, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., Domingo Brunch at Dottie's, right, Dottie's right down on North Street, which I've been there before, too. Good coffee. And at 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., uh, Dave Bartley, who uh, used to play with my late friend Randy K. Dave is a fantastic piano player, so I highly recommend you go see Dave. And at 2 p.m., the Diva Jazz Orchestra plus the Berkshire Youth Jazz Youth All-Star Band at the Colonial Theater. So details and box office information can be at www.berkshirejazz.org, so you can uh, to look that up to see all the lineups and uh, it's a beautiful uh, poster Eddie always does a great job with the uh, jazz uh, festival so uh, check that out April 23rd to May 1st uh, downtown Pittsfield Massachusetts the Pittsfield City Jazz Festival right here at downtown Pittsfield 413-445-5943 about 15 minutes left in our program and now I'm calming down a little bit <laughs> you know it's good when you get that uh, calm feeling you know you start talking about jazz brings you down just a little bit you know what I mean but uh Anyway, so give me a call here. we got about 15 minutes left in the program. I'm going to be really psyched to be on with Ralph tonight, and I get to plug all my silly voices. And I was talking about my uh, my buddy Gilbert Gottfried passing away. And, yes, I've been doing his voice for years. And uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully his uh, legacy will continue uh, to to be there because uh, he was a really talented guy and uh, a really funny guy too so I know his humor could you know take people off sometimes and yes sometimes it was in really bad taste but uh, I think that's the thing what made him so great is that he didn't have a problem with saying really anything on the air or to anybody and uh, so that that kind of made him an, a great individual uh, uh, comedian as far as uh, just uh, like I said being an original 413-445-5943 so the Yankees today they open up uh, a three game series against the Tigers Gary Cole on the mound uh, the Red Sox are uh, playing Toronto tonight uh, at home uh, the Bruins coming off a win against Pittsburgh, uh, the Penguins. Uh, the Bruins putting themselves in a good playoff position now. Pasternak coming back, uh, so that should really help the Bruins. Obviously, I feel he's his be- the best player on the team, so that will certainly help. The Rangers, uh, after a tough loss against Carolina, uh, coming back with two strong games, both shutouts against Philadelphia on the road and then at home against Detroit, and uh, Alexi Lafreniere with his first two-goal game as a New York Ranger. The second goal was absolutely brilliant through the legs, beating uh, Dylan Larkin and then uh, beating uh, Thomas Christ on the backhand. It was a terrific goal. If anybody hasn't seen it, I highly recommend that you go to YouTube and see uh, Alexei's goal uh, the other night. So 413-445-5943. So playoff position getting ready. And, uh, you know, within the uh, NHL, we're almost ready for playoffs. May May 2nd, I believe, is the first games of the NHL playoffs. Of course, the NBA playoffs going on and lots of Lots of good matchups and so forth. And uh, the Pelicans uh, surprising the Grizz. The Pelicans doing uh, some interesting things. Not a very good team, particularly in the regular season, but now making a run uh, now uh, surprisingly uh, in the playoffs. So it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, obviously, the Phoenix Suns, definitely the team to beat out west. And, you know, it looks pretty interesting right now with, uh, with, the, with the East. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Celtics tomorrow night against the Nets. And I think that's going to be a fairly long series, but obviously the Nets have to win tomorrow night, I feel, 
Um, can they win in Brooklyn? Certainly they can. But, you know, it's interesting. You know, they don't really have a game where, where Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have good games together. And I think the problem is you got too many, you got two guys, you know, taking the shots all the time. They, they have some other players that can score. And I think a guy like Andre Drummond can be a really effective guy if they get him down low, especially now that Robert Williams, as I was saying, isn't playing yet. So we'll see if they try to exploit inside a little bit more uh, against the Celtics and, and their perimeter defense. So 413 445. Five nine four three, the number to call right here on uh, WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker with you. Sean Cronin down south on vacation. I was expecting maybe Sean to call in, but uh, maybe he's sleeping right now. So usually he goes to bed early and, and gets up early. So maybe he was partying down there and got to bed a little bit late. But uh, anyway, give me a call if you get a chance. Uh, lots of things to talk about right here on WTBR Sports Talk. And um, this afternoon on WTBR at 4 o'clock, as always, is Beatles Forever, which is a great show. If you haven't tuned into that, lots of Beatles stuff, lots of live stuff, lots of solo stuff, uh, other covers by artists doing Beatles songs, a tremendous show for two hours, so I highly recommend that at four o'clock right here on WTBR, Beatles Forever, fantastic show, and um, I try to tune in usually when I get home, uh, usually around that time, and uh, check it out, so uh, I've actually heard some really nice covers of different Beatles songs on there, I seem to catch one every time that I've never heard before, so if anybody gets a chance, 4 o'clock right here on WTBR, keep it right here on 89.7 FM, and uh, you'll, you'll really enjoy that show, so another thing to talk about, Golf for Good Tournament, Friday, June 10th, and that's uh, Shotguns, start at 1 p.m. at the Wakona Country Club at 20 Orchard Road in Dalton, uh, it's a uh, one-team entry, one T or one green sign, printed material recognition, single activity banner recognition, a team swag shirt pullover, and T green sign sponsor $100 each or four for $300. It's sponsored by General Dynamics. It's a golf for good tournament. So that's Friday, June 10th at the Wakona Country Club at 20 Orchard Road in Dalton. So that should be fun. Not exactly a golf day today. I'm telling you, I woke up this morning, there's snow on the ground. I got my heat running. I'm like, wait a second. Isn't this this like more than mid-June here? Are we going towards the spring and summer? But that's always up here in the Berkshires. You know, you always get that day that's 70 degrees. You get that day, you know, where it's like 70 degrees at the, you know, at the beginning of March, and then all of a sudden in the middle of April, it's like 37. So supposed to get some snow all day. I was supposed to do some lawn work and some outdoor work, but the heck with that right today. So that'll have to wait till tomorrow. So getting back to baseball, you know, the New York Mets. Let's talk about the Mets for a little bit. Buck Showalter. You know, you can make a difference if you're a manager. You can make a difference. And people say, well, the manager doesn't hit the ball. The man-. Yes, I understand that. But the manager can, enthu- can in- in- induce an enthusiasm and-, and-, and get players to play at their best. And I think that's what Buck does. You know, he gets guys upbeat. He gets guys enthusiastic and so forth. And to me, Boone is just a downer. You know, I just can't take Aaron Boone anymore. And to re-sign this guy for another three years, what did he deserve to come back? Yeah, I know we won 100 games. I know they won 92 games. And you know what's interesting? It seems like Buck, excuse me, it seems like Aaron Boone was a better manager than when he had less to play with. Anyway, we got a caller, so let's take our call. All right. Hello, you're on WTBR Sports Talk. Hello. Hello there, Robbie from Lennox. Hey, who's this? Gerard. Hey, Gerard, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good spot there with uh, Ralph. I enjoy listening to him. Yeah, Ralph's a man. I'll be on. I'll be on his program tonight, eight thirty. So I'm really psyched to do that. So, and that'll be a lot of fun. What channel, what channel can I catch him on? It's uh, ninety three. It's a uh, ninety three point. Uh, let's see. It's WPAT. So it's ninety three AM. 
uh, on your AM dial. Yeah, it's 93. So, but uh, anyway, so uh, so how you doing wait, down wait, there? What time? What time is he on? He's on at eight o'clock. So I'll be on at eight thirty. So. But uh, yeah, but from fly from Wantage, New Jersey, and, and and Pittsfield, Massachusetts, boy, talk about some big towns, right? Yeah. So well, I listen, guess so. We were just talking about the Mets. The internet, right? What were you saying? Yeah. Because you got to love the internet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, hopefully it's going to make a career for me again. You know, I tell you, it's not easy. You know, I, I, I talk to a lot of my friends on the radios in different different parts of the country. In fact, I just heard uh, my fraternity brothers doing a thing uh, uh, called uh, Beat the Streak. It's on a, it's, it's on a podcast. Uh, my, uh, my fraternity brother, Matt Spiegel, is in Chicago. Last time I, talk, time I got in touch with Matt, he was on the field when the Cubs won the pennant. Uh, you know, a, a bunch of, not too long ago. So uh, that's the last time I was able to get in touch with him. And all of a sudden I hear him on the radio and I'm going, wait a second, it's got to be the same guy. So, uh, yeah, so he's doing a thing sure. called Beat the Streak now about, you know, beating Joe DiMaggio's streak. You can read more about it on the, on the Odyssey podcast. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, I was just opening up and talking about the Mets. So, uh, so let me get your opinion on the Mets. I know that you were talking about Buck being a little bit overly efficient with the analytics and so forth. So what's your, what's your take on the Mets right now? So, listen, 7-3, and three, there's really no room to complain. No. Uh, I will say that I am a little surprised with Buck being as analytical as he's been so far through the first 10 games. Right. He's such an old-school guy. <laughs> and I, you know, I expected him to sort of, no pun intended, buck the system a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. He hasn't done that yet. His starters are not going more than four or five innings, um, which surprised me, especially since... He doesn't have that strong a pen. I would like to see the, the starters go a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's baseball 2022. You know, I guess they'll stretch out a little bit. But right now, um, you know, that hasn't been the case. And, and uh, listen, they could be 10-0 and 0 if it wasn't for that bullpen blowing two right. all three games. The bullpen blew. They yeah. gave up leads uh, in two of the three in the eighth inning, and the other one was tied in the eighth inning. They gave up uh, the runs. And so, but, hey, listen, I, I can't complain at 7-3. I, I like the team. Uh, I like what we're seeing so far, certainly from Lindor. You know me. You know, there was no harsher critic than Lindor uh, than I was last year. But uh, he's hitting 273 right now. He's had a couple of home runs. Yeah, sorry, I had a couple um, of home runs. Always plays a solid infield. So, uh, you know, I, I certainly like what Lindor's doing right now. Yeah, I think under Buck he's going to be better. I just think you know when you have a good manager, it just it rubs off on people. When you have a guy, see the thing of difference to me is that I think Buck's his own man, and Boone is not his own man. Buck is more of his own man. I want a guy who has autonomy. I want a guy who's going to make his decisions. I want a guy who's going to be you know driven a little bit. When you stink, tell the you know tell the press we stink. I mean that's not Boone. He sugarcoats everything. You know Gallo was a disaster. Yeah. Joey Gallo was a disaster. I mean he's a disaster. He is, and he goes. He's hitting 164, and Boone's like, "Well, you know, I think he's gonna snap out of it." It's like, come on, I don't want to hear this nonsense. You know, really, the guy stinks. Actually, you know, he's 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 hitting 138 now. A 130. There you go. 138. <laughs> One. Th- that's right. He was hitting 146. Now it's 138. I mean, do you trust this guy to even make contact in a big spot? How did I mean? How does Cashman let? How does Cashman let a guy like? Like 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 or Shelly get away who made contact to bring in a, a Donaldson's going to strike it over a hundred times. Look at Donaldson; he struck it what, like thirty times or something like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and, and he's only he's only hitting two hundred. The problem with the Yankees is they just have, especially at the bottom part of their order, there's just too many easy they outs. They stink. Um, <laughs> they get nothing from the bottom part of the order outside of that one game that uh, IKF had. Uh, they get nothing from the bottom part. Are you happy? Yeah. Are, are you so, happy with Are you happy with Chris Bassett's performance so far? Oh yeah, he's been great, right? Bad. What a great pickup for the I mean, Mets! You know, you know, the Mets were really doing their homework. Number three starters pitching like an ace. Well, to be honest, your entire starting staff 
have been pitching like aces. Matter of fact, the guy with the highest ERA is Max Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, right. Else and that'll change. That'll change. I mean, you yeah, know, okay. he's a gamer. I mean, they got gamers on that team. I mean, how about Sterling Marte? How much fun is he to watch, huh? Great man, I like the uh, the element of speed he puts. Yeah, I mean the Yankees. The Yankees got to get rid of everybody with speed. Tyler Wade, uh, he's got speed. Let him go. Oh, this guy's got speed. Let him go. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, you know uh, the kid, the kid from New York they had last year. You know the kid is shortstop. I mean, uh, yeah, he's got speed. Let him go. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It, it just is. I mean, hey, it, hey speaking of, yeah. speaking of Yankees, whatever happened to the center fielder that everyone was saying let's bring him up. I haven't heard his name in a long Esteban time. Esteban Floreal. Esteban Floreal. Floreal. Yeah, what happened? Why, why I don't know. You know, it's what funny It's it's him? funny that you mentioned that. I asked Moose about that the other day when I was on his show. I was like, where's Esteban Floreal? Evidently, the organization doesn't feel he's ready. He can't hit certain pitches. But you know what? Wouldn't you rather see this kid come up than have Joey Gallo? He's got Anything's got to be better than Joey Gallo in left field, honestly. I mean, really. Well, well, if Floreal's not ready, what, I guess you could listen. Is, is, uh, is, um, Gallo ready? He's hitting more than 38. I would say he's not ready either. He's, not re- he's never been ready. I mean, guys that hit like that never made it to the majors when you and I were kids, for crying out loud. Three-finger glove Gashiosha's or not. Yashiosha's hitting 120. Is he ready for the majors? I mean, bring this kid I up. Know. Bring up Peraza, anybody. Let's see some, you know, the, fun, the funny thing about the Yankees is they don't bring anybody up. They don't bring a damn player. Yeah, When's the last it. time this idiot Cashman developed anybody at the minor league level? Where? Where are they? I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. If Anthony Volpe's so good, bring him up now. Do I have to watch kind of falafel? <laughs> you know, yeah, honestly. I mean, uh, nothing more with on-the-job training. I mean, you're not getting anything from IKF anyway. So uh, let's see what the can continue. You can always, listen, they've got plenty of uh, options on them. You always put them back down if it doesn't work out. But he's only, I think, at double-A ball right now. Maybe they don't want to make their... Yeah, I know. It's, there's too much pressure on this kid, though, Jordan. Let's face it. There's a lot of pressure on this kid. I mean, oh, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, feel bad for him. And I know, do and, and Medina and some of these other kids they have in the minor leagues. I mean, I feel I feel sorry for for Anthony Volpe. He's going to come up here and have the world on his shoulders, and it's ridiculous, you know. I mean, and it's and what I was saying before is that the reason that the Rangers let Falafa go is because, and the reason they signed Seager and signed Marcus Simeon is because he's not that good. He's not an everyday player. That's the problem. See, yeah. some of these guys are not everyday players, and, and Cashman has this idea that some of these guys are everyday players, and they're not. Kyle Oshioka is not an everyday player. He's a minor league catcher. He's a backup catcher at best. That's it. And Trevino well, is another what? backup. I, I, I say use yeah. Trevino more. He showed me something. Yeah, he's all right. He's okay. He's all right. He's got a little, you know, you know, he's had a couple of hits and stuff. He's okay. But I mean, but I mean, they get nothing from the catching position, nothing from left field. So, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, but here's, we'll the, here's the problem with Boone is that Trevino's, Trevino's five for 10. Now it's not a big sample size, but play the guy. He's hot. Don't sit right, there. Right. Right. Even with Gallo, Gallo had, I think, two hits the other night, which is rare. And then when <laughs> he sits in the next night. Yeah. Oh, I can't, I can't stand night. Boone. How about how this about one? This guy does not play. He does not play the hot hand. No. which is infuriating. No, it is infuriating. How about when the Castro makes that beautiful catch in the outfield? What's so? What does he do? He sits him down, puts him for Gallo. Anyway, but I gotta go about a minute. But uh, anyway, buddy, listen, yeah, listen. I'll, I'll I'll let you go. But uh, thanks for calling up and uh, tune in tonight if you get a chance. All right. Yeah, we'll talk later. All right, pal. You got it. All right. Send my best to everybody. All right, you got it. My buddy Gerard checking in from Florida. Anyway. Wow, that was fast. <laughs> it's time to wrap up another edition right here of uh, WTBR Sports Talk. But we shall return next week, hopefully with uh, Mr. Cronin in his regular spot. So uh, until then, folks, have a great day. Stay warm. 
stay warm. Imagine that staying warm, right? Anyway, it's time to go, but we'll see you next week. So take care, go get vaccinated, and uh, be well. And we'll see you on WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR, keep it right here at 4 o'clock. we got Beatles forever. So Robbie Zucker saying so long till next week. See ya.